What the fuck is up, world? Yali, Glotik Bak. Be back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another grito. Se ha dicho. Coming about two weeks and some change now since my last podcast. And again, as much as I would love to continue banging these bitches out consistently on a weekly basis, it's been a rough couple of weeks for your boy, okay? Still here though, dog. Still standing. You know what I mean? Every day above ground is a good day as far as I'm concerned, even when it's the fucking worst days that you could possibly be going through. You know what I mean? Um, there's no doubt though that even in the fucking, you know, as optimistic as I try to be, the, 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 the bad times, they do get to me occasionally, right? So, um, that's the break. That, that, that was the break. You know what I mean? It was hard to find the fucking time to sit down and podcast. Nah, the time is there. We'll talk all about it here throughout. This is the whole point of the podcast for today, right? Gonna go, uh, 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 tracing back, you know, uh, the, the, the roots of hood philosophy with some more hood philosophy shit today. So I'll talk all about it here shortly. So there's no need to preempt, preempt it any further, right? Uh, I do got a lot to talk about though. So rather than continue to beat around the bush, let's get through the semantics quickly and then jump right into it already. If you haven't already, follow your boy, you know the deal, OG underscore ice nice 13 on the gram and something along the same lines on the other socials as well. Even though I don't ever really check them, you know, inevitably I will dip my toe in to see what the deal is, like especially on YouTube, right? Uh, YouTube, all of them check whenever I upload these motherfuckers, but whenever I do see comments, I just know I do appreciate the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, um, let's just get to it, dog. <laughs> I, one thing I do, I gotta qualify. This is revisiting some shit that was written a very long time ago. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't say that to to put down what I'm where where, where this is gonna be at, right? To, I'm about to uh, situate it here shortly. And what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying this to fucking put it down. So like, if you're still there, like I'm not hating on you. I'm saying like, uh, I got you. Like I'm, I'm there with you. Not, not anymore. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm there because I've been there and I know what it's like type shit. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, there's hope that it could potentially get better. And where this is going to straight up just come from, dog, is the pit of nihilistic despair. Some shit I'm always talking about. Some shit I'm always railing against and some shit that I find to be perhaps the biggest problem that we face collectively, male, female, it don't fucking matter, dog. Uh, non-binary don't matter yo this is the issue of fucking nihilism in the western world and it is fucking it's just it's an issue that you know i personally find to be the greatest philosophical problem okay living today in our modern times so um when i was originally writing this that's where i'm writing it from i myself was writing from the pit of nihilistic despair that i found myself in at the time and now and you know trying to work my way out of it trying to claw myself out of it okay and um Aside from the indigenization, I think perhaps the most powerful realization that helped me do so was coming, you know, face to face and confronting the meaninglessness of life. If you ask me now, I would say the perceived meaninglessness of life, that that is the Western fucking world, the psyop, if you will, of the Western world, the perceived meaninglessness of life. Okay. Um, but when I was writing this, it, it, it was for me at the time, the, 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 the meaninglessness of life. Okay. And the reason we have to do so is because without it, we're just never going to heal. And healing is a huge part in this good philosophy shit, specifically in terms of recovery, because it's still going to be the whole point of this podcast, the recovery of existence in the many different ways in which recovery uh, can take place philosophically. You know what I mean? So the idea that I was fucking with at the time was telling me, like I was, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, we can either look inside, yo, if you will, and find the God that's within us. 
or we can continue to suffer the greatest lament. And that is the realization that continuing on this same self-destructive pattern of behavior, that this is coming at the direct expense of the one chance that we have at life and the happiness and the happiness rather that it is that we are capable of enjoying. You know what I mean? So, um, for me personally, I, I, I can think of few greater pain than suffering needlessly, if you will. Something I've talked about at length in previous episodes, uh, suffering needlessly, knowing that I can be capable of so much more. Okay. That is the real travesty. Simply accepting suffering as the default. And I'm going to talk all about how that is what society wants from us, you know, especially this Western world that wants us to just accept, if you will, suffering as the default. And honestly, that's, that's a travesty to me, dog, because it's not, it shouldn't not be the default. And we're capable, life is capable of being so much more amazing than it is right now, currently. A new world is possible. A better world is possible. I will never fucking abandon that hope and that belief, yo. Um, and it's only possible by the fucking absolving, if you will, of the old current world that we're still beholden to, right? And this is one that if you've listened long enough to this fucking podcast, if you follow me long enough on the gram, you'll know that it's not one that I wish to, to, to no longer fucking per- to perpetuate any longer. Like I'm, I'm tired of it, bro. Um, so I guess this is kind of where the impetus for this particular episode, this whole hood philosophy shit comes from, dog. It's my desire to speak openly about this. It comes from the, the very real struggle I have had, you know, with the thought, you know, throughout most of my life. And that is the thought that inevitably emerges when you are confronted with this prolonged suffering, you know what I mean? For no seemingly apparent reason. And, um, the only seemingly quote unquote rational way out, which of course is the shit that Camus talks about, his serious philosophical problem. And that is yeeting yourself out of existence. I'm not going to say it, the actual word, because fucking YouTube will flag my ass, Instagram will flag my ass, but you know the deal, dog. Fucking, if you follow Camus, you know the deal. If you're not, if you're hip with the parlance, you know, yeeting yourself out of existence, what it means, dog. Okay. And, uh, you know, when I was writing this, this was a question that, you know, <laughs> I under, I, even when, even now, dog, not just because, not because I struggle with it anymore, but because, um, I, I, I had so much fucking, I was immersed so deeply into this question that I fucking, I know it in a molecular way, dog. I know it at a molecular level. Okay. It's literally in my fucking, like, I can feel it in the fucking most fundamental assets of my being, bro. Um, the question of fucking eating yourself out of existence, dog. Okay. Uh, I know what it's like, for instance, to wake up in the morning and have to, you know, physically will yourself out of bed just to continue maintaining the illusion of normalcy. Uh, I know what it's like, if you will, to, you know, want something so bad that, you know, you're at any moment on the verge of breaking down into tears for your inability to achieve it, right? I know what it's like to, you know, be so disillusioned with reality that, you know, complete and utter disassociation becomes the default mode of being. After a while, you know, we can only take this fucking suffering for so long and we just start to disassociate from it so that we know we can fucking find some sort of reprieve, you know. And that's going to be where we're, we're going to try to come in with this hood philosophy shit to shake us out of this disassociated state, to shake us out of this state of fallenness and make us realize like, yo, all this fucking time that you're wasting in this dissociative state and all this time that you're wasting in the state of fallenness, it's time that you could be using to potentially live a better life, right? But before we get there, we continue along and say like, yeah, doc, I know what it's like to, you know, drown yourself in drugs and alcohol as a coping mechanism for the constant uncertainty and, you know, the nagging sting, if you will, of reality 
that we experience on a near constant basis due to the lack of seeing meaning in bed, yo. And, you know, on the flip side of that, I know what it's like to lay at, <laughs> to be laying in bed, yo, at three o'clock in the morning and shit, you know, the quote unquote witching hour, ruminating over our eventual death, fucking the shit that we can't control, all that kind of shit, you know what I mean? And fighting desperately to convince ourselves that waking up and being productive, quote unquote, is an actual meaningful endeavor, despite the fact that we are factually aware otherwise, bro, like, especially, you know, you're able to play game theory and you figured out how this Western world operates. You know, and because of that, I absolutely know what it's like to develop a set of self-destructive coping mechanisms in an attempt to alleviate the suffering, bro. This is obviously some tough shit for me to talk about. I know probably for you, hopefully if it's you know resonating deeply enough, it's probably some tough shit to listen to. But, you know, this is where the growth is made, dog, through the uncomfortable conversation. So... You know, I I, just, I just thought about, about it, dog, just because of the guilt, the guilt inherent in realizing, you know, at the sake of the little progress, if you will, that I have made since, you know, recovering briefly or recovering slightly from this phase, you know, just if you could spare me, if you will, the difficulty of relaying to you my visceral understanding of the guilt associated with knowing that, you know, all this shitty behavior that we engage in, it comes at the expense of, you know, days, months and years, bro, that we're just never going to get back. You know what I mean? Well. I guess I'll take that back because obviously I, I do believe in reincarnation, whether we're going to reincarnate as this fucking actual physical form or not, different story, but just in terms of the Nawa metaphysics, it's inevitable our energy will come back in one way, shape, or form or another. And then of course, there's also the fucking eternal recurrence, which I do believe is fucking real dog. And I do believe that we'll continue to live this life an infinitely many number of times. You know what I mean? Uh, but the point is, ditto, if you will, for the guilt inherent in realizing that wasting this fucking precious time that we have, it's kind of a fucking first world luxury, bro. One of the highest sort, the likes of which, you know, people who are starving around the world, people who are living in war-torn environments, I know full well, bro, that they would absolutely kill to have my current problems right now, okay? In fact, uh, <laughs> as I was preparing this particular episode, it was on the eve of World War Three, bro. And it's just funny thinking about how basic these issues seem when compared to those who are actively living through wars and shit, bro. And uh, for the longest time, this used to be a huge source, a huge rather source of guilt for me. And, and, I, and I would use that. I would use that guilt as hatred to fuel myself out of these quote unquote depressive episodes. I say uh, quote unquote because, of course, uh, it, I've mentioned it before, but it bears repeating. I don't believe it's depression per se so much as it is a sickness of spirit. You know what I mean? That's the Nawa shit. Anyways, um, yeah, dog, this was some shit. Like just thinking about this shit in the past, it was enough for me to fuel myself out of these fucking depressive episodes. I would, you know, typical negative self-talk to oneself as a dude. I would say shit to myself like, come on, you fucking pussy. There's people around the world who are, you know, fucking dodging bullets just to survive. You can get out of bed and clean your house, motherfucker. You know what I mean? That type of shit, dog. And honestly, it worked, bro. It worked. Okay, for the longest time, it worked. But now, uh, I'm at the point where I realize two things, okay? And the first is that it's easier on our psyche, yo, to just to be kinder on ourselves. One of the most uh, important things that I've learned in this recovery path is the importance of being kind to ourselves. You know what I mean? And, you know, when we're talking like this to ourselves, it's very negative talk. It's very uh, influential. It's very powerful. But it's very negative at the same time. You know what I mean? And the second thing I realized 
is that you know just because these folks are suffering, it doesn't discount any other fucking. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a sport, dog. It's not this fucking. Who's gonna fucking who's suffering the most type shit? This is fucking not the woke Olympics, if you will. That's typical Western Christian higher archerizing. You know what I mean? I'm not with that, bro. Am I saying that my shit is equally as fucking difficult, right? As you know, the the, the people in fucking Mexico right now who are you know suffering at the hands of the ruthless governments and cartels? Of course not, bro. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's different fucking types of suffering, and just neglecting one because you personally don't feel as though it is on an even keel with the suffering of other peoples is not going to do anybody any fucking favor, bro. It doesn't do anybody any services. You know what I mean? It's just a simple understanding that, you know, life, life is suffering, homie. And, there, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with addressing it, the suffering in its various iterations. I struggle with even saying that life is suffering, honestly, because uh, it's it's very clumsy, bro. It's a very clumsy and not entirely accurate representation of the feeling that I'm trying to convey. Okay. And that is that, you know, I'm not saying that existence isn't necessarily not suffering. I'm saying that our world, bro, is structured in such a way where we suffer needlessly. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? There's so much shit about the way the world is fucking structured that is, it, it, it it almost fucking enables the suffering. And the whole point of this hood philosophy shit is to make us aware of not only that, but of ways that we could fucking change it in the hopes of, you know, building this fucking idealistic, but nonetheless 100% possible real fucking uh, better world that is available to us. You know what I mean? Uh, and probably one of the biggest uh, detriments to that is realizing that <laughs> this suffering, the way society is structured, it's, it's structured in such a way on purpose, bro. It's organized in such a way because there's fucking entire ass institutions that benefit from it. Perhaps none most powerful than capitalism, homie. You know, capitalism is mechanism that tells us we're sad and that, you know, everywhere we turn, there's going to be some motherfucker that's trying to sell us a happy pill to take it away. Whether that happy pill be a fucking college education, a new car, a fucking pay raise, whatever. God, capitalism works by, you know, a, a, a exploiting our fucking deepest insecurities and offering us a potential fucking alleged solution to it. You know what I mean? And we've been beaten down by this so much that most of us simply take it as the default, bro. Again, I've talked about it before in previous episodes, but we're like those dogs, yo, in the experiment that I talked about where they learned to suffer through the electrocution just because they knew that eventually it would, you know, quote unquote, get better. And, uh, you know, this approach for me personally, this learning to just suffer through the fucking the pain, uh, you know, it, it, it's fucked up, homie, okay, for many reasons. One of which being that we tacitly, we're tacitly accepting the negative programming as the default and just say shit like we shrug our shoulders and just say shit, well, that's life, you know what I mean? And honestly, I did feel like this for the longest time, like who gives a fuck, life is suffering, just it is what it is, like accept it for what it is, but it's not though, dog, it's not. And again, I'm convinced that life can be better and that it starts again by an active effort on our behalf. This is, this is again why I say that nihilism is a psyop. You know, they want us to think that there's no point in trying to change shit, but you know, fuck that dog. There is a point. There is a point. There's motherfuckers that are suffering and just alleviating that suffering in the slightest way can have fucking ripples across the eternity of time. You know, I'm convinced that can make even the most fucking Smallest change can make a radical difference in the cosmic scheme of things. Well, I am convinced of this. You know what I mean? This is, again, the Nahua philosophy that tells us 
even the fucking smallest of of actions, you know, echoes in in, in how in, you know in, in the unfolding of their own, you know. So you know, it's hard to do this though. It's hard to become active fucking involved members of our society when we're pissing our fucking lives away and wallowing about the alleged purposelessness of existence, bro. Okay. And that's the whole point that I'm trying to get to, dog, is like, again, we're being beat down by this fucking uh, uh, psyop, and it's fucking got us to the point where we're just like those dogs who just say, man, fuck it, this is suffering, and I might as well accept this for what it is, to which part of the recovery process is realizing, like, nah, dog, fuck that, this is how it is right now, but it doesn't have to be like this forever. We can shift the dynamic balance back towards our favor, okay? And the only way to do so is to move from this unreflective existence that we've been socialized to believe is normal to this more reflective existence that we hope, I hope at least, will create the space for us to recognize, you know, this critically important role that we play in the grand unfolding of the cosmos. We've been fucking sold this idea, yo, that we can't make a difference. But, you know, <laughs> this is this this was only to disempower them. This is the whole point of the psyop, right? And, I mean, I, I hate even using the word Saya, bro, because this ain't a fucking conspiracy, homie. These fuckheads that own shit, the masters of mankind, right? They are every bit involved in this process as we are, bro. And that's the whole point of explaining, like, their occultic practices and shit. And just make them realize that they're in this bitch with us, yo. They're not fucking special motherfuckers. They might fancy themselves as special, but they're not, yo. Uh, the ones that aren't fucking alien reptilian type motherfuckers, they're just humans like you and I. They're potentially fucking reptilian motherfuckers. They're just humans like you and I, you know, they might have access to more fucking esoteric knowledge that allows them to pull the fucking bamboozles they do. But aside from that, they're people like you and I, yo, and they're every bit as fucking beholden to the fucking unfolding of Teot as you and I are. The difference here being, again, is they're aware, okay? Uh, 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 they're aware and they have a monopoly on these fucking ideas. And because of that, the balance, you know, the dynamics are, they're terribly off. They're terribly off, leading, again, to this shitty world that we're living in. They know how to influence the energy in their particular direction, and their particular direction is a fucking, is a negative one. You know what I mean? And because of that, it's a fucking negative world we're living in. But it can change, homie. It can change. Anyways, uh, I, I personally think that one of the biggest obstacles keeping us from confronting this is the many addictive patterns of behavior that we've developed to cope with the seemingly needless suffering of existence, right? And uh, again, I better repeat it. It bears repeating. I'll plug it every chance I get. But I, I started to understand this truly after reading that Russell Brand book on addiction. Okay, uh, specifically when I big uh, when I began to consider how many of my own personal actions were a direct manifestation of my various addictions that I had. Right. Uh, it was really weird because I had never thought of myself as an addictive person, but the book really opened my eyes and helped me realize that all of us we we all have addictive personalities. Okay. That it's part and parcel of being a human being, actually. Like any motherfucker that says they're not addictive personality is fucking lying, bro. Uh, the only difference is that some of us are better at keeping those addictions at bay than others. Okay. Well, of course, others like myself, you know, we, you know, are very much inclined to satiate these addictive tendencies, right? And the reason I say that all of us are fucking beholden to addictive behaviors is because even the healthy motherfuckers, you know, like I myself consider myself a relatively healthy person. I am, and you know, what we're told is healthy and shit. And I can tell you full well that most of those actions that I'm engaging are very much addictive behavior patterns. Working out all the fucking time, compulsively eating clean, like that's very much addictive. Okay. But we're told it's healthy. So it's good for us. You know what I mean? 
which is fine. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is that it is an addictive personality trait. You know what I mean? Um, and the whole point is that I, I'm not arguing again that they're not good for you. I'm saying they are good for you. Okay. What I'm trying to say is that some of us are lucky to fucking stumble upon these completely independently, you know, of any sort of obstacles in life. Maybe we have really fucking good parents that introduce us to this lifestyle at a very young age. You know, they socialize with this type of behavior. Uh, or maybe, you know, you yourself, you might not have had the best parents, but you figured it out early in life and you stuck with that pattern. Okay. And because of that, you've had healthier outlets for your addictions. Okay. But, uh, for those of us who were unlucky, quote unquote, if you will, <laughs> we find ourselves forced to discover, to discover, if you will, uh, these tendencies on our own. And we do so when we're kind of lost in this sea of existence without so much as a compass to direct us in the proper direction. Ideally, school would have been the fucking, the, the, the orienting force, the centering force that would have been able to help us do so. But man, they're fucking, they schools ain't shit. Okay. We know that they're fucking colonial structures, vestiges that are designed to, um, vestiges of colonial structures that are designed to do nothing more than maintain and preserve the status quo. They ain't going to teach us shit that we need to know to survive. Because again, um, healthy people tend to be fucking, uh, recovered people in general, like in a broad existential term. Okay. They tend to be a little bit more difficult to manipulate and fucking pull the old one to them. You know what I mean? And, uh, for those of us who are unlucky to be able to, to uh, center ourselves and orient ourselves without some sort of guiding force, uh, you know, uh, rather than arrive at that destination that will ultimately harbor the safety, if you will, necessary for us to live a good life. Many of us instead, we develop the ways of reconciling the pain that is the absence of joy, bro. The absence of joy provided by a good life with, you know, many of the physical rewards that we are endowed with instead. I've mentioned this before. But it bears repeating. And this is what I refer to as the evils, these self-destructive thoughts and patterns of behavior that occupy our existence on a daily basis. The basic idea here is that a life led at the whims of strict accordance to these self-destructive patterns of behavior, it's, it's the diametric opposite, homie, of that which would lead us to live a good life. For the simple fact that it is predicated on much of these you know, primal animal desires that we as humans, you know, we're uniquely endowed with the ability to overcome. This is the whole Nietzschean shit about overcoming our primal fucking Darwinian beast, you know? You put a fucking, a, a, a dog is never, as fucking noble and awesome as dogs are, they're never going to go on a fucking hunger strike to fucking bring about radical social change in the dog community. You know what I mean? It's just not in their nature. They don't have that capacity. We, however, as human beings, we do have that capacity to overcome this Darwinian beasthood. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be difficult, no doubt. There's no question about it. If not, you know, seemingly outright impossible to do so, but it's not. It's not impossible, dog. And in fact, you know, it, it, it's necessary to live a good life, if you ask me personally, bro. Because, you know, if you're caught up in this vicious feedback loop of relief-based behavior that's associated with you know, placating the constant pain and, you know, uh, that, uh, that, that, so we engage in these patterns of behavior, these self-destructive patterns of behavior that we develop, you know, in order to relieve ourselves from this pain. Okay. It's hard to be able to find the time to be able to manifest the fucking, uh, this good life that we're seeking to live. Okay. I know me personally, dog, I have found in my 35 years of fucking low riding through turtle island that you know these behaviors while undoubtedly relieving homie 
they will never ever cure the fucking true problem. And you know, what is the true problem? The seeming meaninglessness of life that exists within us all, bro. Again, only the direct confrontation with reality is going to change this. Which is, of course, it, this is infinitely more complex than than simply stating this. I get it, okay? Uh, because you know, an honest examination of reality it ultimately leads it, it leads us, the questioner, to the realization that your life, my life, and all of existence may ultimately be meaningless, bro. Again, in order to get through it, you gotta go through it, okay? And in going through it, you risk fucking getting stuck in that motherfucker, yo. That's the whole niche and shit about fucking looking into the abyss, homie. The realization that that motherfucker will look right back into you, dog. And if you're not fucking strong enough to handle that shit, you're going to get consumed, bro. You know what I mean? Um, and because of that, because of that, um, most of us, rather than embrace this fact, we just avoid it, dog, by adopting many identities in life. The identities that, you know, themselves facilitate and enable these behavioral patterns in the first place, these self-destructive behavioral patterns in the first place. So again, as I've covered through Nietzsche, yo, this type of behavior, personally, I believe, and you know, there's been my Nietzschean reading of uh, uh, my reading of his Nietzschean philosophy is correct. That's some fucking straight up slave mentality bullshit, bro. Okay. The best example I can give you is like, consider how when we question someone's religion, they get so deeply offended as shit. Okay. If what I'm trying to tell you is correct, and I, again, I believe it is. The reason they get so offended is not because you're questioning the religion, homie, but rather because you are threatening the very flimsy grasp that they have on reality. And rather than lose that, they were going to be fucking, they're going to be inclined to fight to the death to protect it instead. Because, yo, like grounding ourselves, the truth about stories, homie, revisiting some shit from the year 2021. You know what I mean? Is they're all we fucking got. And if you take that story from a motherfucker, what are they left with, bro? They're just a floating speck of dust fucking lost in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's scary, dog. And, you know, as it, it, as comforting as this fucking, you know, me personally, I feel as though that as understandable and as comforting as this fucking practice is to try to preserve these, these life rafts that we have essentially that are grounding us here on reality... It's ultimately itself a placatory tendency, dog. It's akin to fucking masturbating and shit. You're not getting laid, homie. You're fucking jerking off. You ain't nothing, ain't nothing you know, um, you're just fucking yourself, essentially. You know what I mean? Same thing with playing video games. The same shit with fucking watching movies and feeling somehow, you know, uh, accomplished because of you identified with the, the main character. Like, it's not real, homie. And the same shit is true when it comes to these fucking stories that we tell ourselves that help us fucking ground ourselves in reality. As comforting as they are, they're placatory, dog. And at the core, they're the cause for much of our suffering, okay? They're responsible for much of the suffering because we, we see through the bullshit, dog. Like, I can't tell you how many religious people I've met. They don't fucking believe that shit, dog. You know, you meet a religious person and they're on the fucking deathbed and suddenly they're like, oh shit, dog. Like, what the fuck? This whole time I thought one thing, but now I'm fucking face to face with the infinite and I'm not really sure, homie. You know what I mean? Like, it... The whole time they had the ability to actually question it and let go of that life raft of religion in general. But, you know, it's hard. It's hard as a motherfucker because what are you going to be left with, dog? Nothing. Nihilism. And that's fucking scary as fuck too. You know what I mean? But um, <clears throat> I believe ultimately that it can be overcome. This, 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 this nihilism can be overcome. And it only comes by fucking confronting this shit. You know what I mean? 
But again, this is this that's that master mentality type shit. And most of us, myself included, at one point, I probably still to this day, if we're being completely honest, more inclined to the slave mentality, dog. And the slave mentality again, this alienation that's caused by this deep-seated desire for life to be meaningful and the daunting realization that it might not be, homie. It might not be, okay? And uh, rather than seek within us to give our lives meaning in this fucking ephemeral moment that we have to do so, we instead, we attach ourselves to structures that are far larger and more powerful than we than we can ever be, okay? And we do so as a means of giving our life meaning and purpose. Like, these structures will give your fucking life meaning and purpose. You don't have to, you know what I mean? And that's like weak fucking slave shit, dog. You know what I mean? Religion will give your life meaning and purpose. It might not be good for you. It might not even be fucking like logical, but at least it's some meaning and purpose. You know what I mean? Capitalism, Western society, fucking a sports team, like they'll all do it for you. They'll say, here, you're a Raiders fan. You got to act this way. You know what I mean? And some motherfuckers latch onto that shit. And they're like, oh, Raiders to the death. You know what I mean? And like they'll fucking do all that typical shit associated with like gross, obnoxious sports behavior in general. Shout out to those motherfuckers that just rioted in Mexico and killed 20 motherfuckers because of sports. You know what I mean? Slaves, yo, weak bitch ass slaves. They had at any moment the opportunity to make their fucking life, their own life. You know what I mean? They had the power to gain to make their life fucking some shit. You know what I mean? But they chose not to. Okay. Um, instead, they chose to fucking latch onto some identity that was given to them in this case by the sports team. And they fucking ride or die for the sports team, literally, and kill. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the idea that I'm fucking that that's kind of the idea here with this whole master slave mentality, the slave mentality. It's not enough for, you know, just one slave to believe, you know, others need to believe the same. And it, because it helps, it helps to maintain the illusion of quote unquote rightness, right? And this, this right here is where the desire, our desire in general for control and power, this is where it's born, homie. It's born out of this, right? The need to force others to acknowledge, obey, and perpetuate our understanding of reality. For no other reason than doing so, it's going to help deceive the people, you know, uh, for no other reason than doing so, it helps deceive the people who seek to do so, believe that the reality that they have constructed is the quote-unquote true reality, right? And of course, they want this because doing so, uh, you know, Makes them believe that their life now has meaning and purpose, but it's fucking, it's not real, dog. And if you know anything, like if I've, if I've learned you anything from this philosophy, this the philosophy shit, I hope it is that, you know, universal truth, it is not measured in mass appeal, homie. So it don't matter how many motherfuckers are out there thinking that one way of living is correct. If that shit is wrong, that shit is wrong, homie. Like just because you and the, uh, just because, not you, dog, but I'm saying like, just because these motherfuckers, and, you know, they gather in these mass herds and shit, feel as though, like, Christianity is correct, or fucking woke culture is correct, or fucking, you know, one fucking soccer team is better than another. Just because a bunch of motherfuckers agree with you, that doesn't make it right. That just doesn't make it right. Anyways, this is where these identities come in, dog. These identities that we fucking defend to the death, right? We defend them to the end, and we use the behaviors of all those around us who are struggling with the same fucking issues that we are to justify them, Right? Uh, for me personally, uh, my own personal demon when it comes to this, with the identity itself, is alcohol. Like, I'll just be 100 with you. It's fucking alcohol, bro. Uh, alcohol consumption and abuse, right? It is so common in our world that it hardly, it's even hard, it's hardly even considered problematic, homie, right? Which is great. It's great for those of us who are seeking to avoid responsibility for our actions because we can simply fall back on how accepted it is as an excuse to partake in the alcohol consumption culture, bro. 
irrespective of how detrimental it may be to, you know, the real shit in life that brings us happiness. You know what I mean? So for me personally, like I started this podcast by saying, it's been fucking two weeks. It's been two weeks since I last dropped an episode. And that, that, this is exactly why, dog. This fucking alcohol shit is exactly why. You know, life got a little bit heavy for me. And I, I'm, not, I'm, just gonna, I'm not gonna lie, dog. I went on the bender. <laughs> I went on the bender. No fucking shame. Okay. And, uh, while there was, br- there was brief fleeting moments of joy, you know, in my bouts of inebriation, the truth is, yo, I was, I was never really like honestly happy, bro. That whole week, okay? It was, it was an illusion. <laughs> it was like one week bender. It's been two weeks since the podcast. It took me a whole ass week to recover from that bender, bro. I'm happy now that it doesn't take me fucking, that these benders don't last fucking months or years at a time and that it take, I'm able to bounce back quickly from them. You know what I mean? And that's going to be my struggle. Like I get it for the rest of my life. Like, oh, this motherfucker, like, you know, I get to a point, put the rock down and then fuck, I, I get into these benders and then boom, the cycle starts all over again. You know what I mean? At least I'm happy to not, uh, not necessarily happy that I that I engage in that cycle, but that I recognize it. I'm like, fuck, I I gotta stop. I gotta stop because I'm doing this shit again. You know what I mean? Anyways, the point is that like, as awesome as it was, fucking going on the bender. <laughs> what brings me true happiness, like true fucking happiness, dog? As much as I can fucking hate it at times, it's spending time. Not I don't hate spending time with my family, dog, but I mean like I hate working out. Like I'm like motherfuckers that say I fucking love to work out. Like ah, come on, dog, you're lying. That shit sucks. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, you do, I do it personally because I'm addicted to it, like, no doubt, but it doesn't mean it's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it fucking, you know, you're sitting there, you're, you're squatting 225 pounds. This shit sucks. It's not fucking cool. You know what I mean? It's awesome. Afterwards, you're like, oh, yeah, happy drugs. The endorphins running through my brain and shit. You know what I mean? That's why I do it personally. You know what I mean? But it fucking sucks that sometimes I hate it sometimes. I'll fucking force myself out of sheer willpower to go to the gym. You know what I mean? Uh, the same is true sometimes with like reading and writing, dog, podcasting and chopping up the videos, you know? Uh, I love doing it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm just like, ah, fuck, this shit's annoying. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? But at the core, at the core, spending time with my family, like that same shit, dog. Like at the core, that is what makes me happy. Me personally. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and when I'm not doing that, I'm not really, I'm not really happy. Like in any way, shape or form, the idea of knowing that I'm not fucking doing what I'm supposed to be doing constantly fucks with me, dog. And the only way that I can drown it out, if you will, is with, you know, these placatory behaviors that don't bring about real happiness. They just bring about false happiness, the illusion of happiness, like fucking mindless internet consumption, fucking getting drunk all the fucking time and so on. You know what I mean? And uh, obviously this fucking, <clears throat> this whole, all these things that I enjoy doing, right? all of it, all of it that I enjoy doing. Uh, it's hard to do so, dog. You know what I mean? Because even with all the discipline in the world that you have, it's still hard to fucking show up and, you know, doing the work when you don't want to. And it's exp- exponentially more difficult to do it when you're fucking hungover, dog. Like, dude, hangovers will take entire days out of your life. That shit is depressing as fuck. You know what I mean? So, you know, when I was in that bender these last couple of, couple of weeks ago, I'd spend the majority of the day hungover. And, you know, by the time the evening came around, I felt like a fucking waste, dog, and like a waste of potential and shit. So, you know, the only way to alleviate it, quote unquote, it's not real alleviation, but was at the time to just grab another beer, dog, fuck it, grab another beer and escape that shit. You know what I mean? And again, dog, this is a very vicious cycle. That's my demon. Like, fuck, just thinking about how much time I wasted, I'm like, fuck, just thinking about it. You know what I mean? It's a very vicious cycle, dog. And it's easy to get caught up in and only, it's only further strengthened just how easy it is. It's only further strengthened by how culturally acceptable alcohol consumption is, dog. This is why, like, the indigenous, the indigenation, the, so, some of the indigenization motherfuckers, this is why they're like, dude, cut all the alcohol completely. Like, it's the fucking, it's 
you're, it's it's the quote unquote white man's piss. You know what I mean? It's the poison, bro. That's how they're they're poisoning the fucking indigenous minds and keeping us fucking dull and satiated. That's why they're saying that, bro. Because you spend all this time in this false state of happiness that you don't really got time to realize all the ways that we've been fucked historically. You know what I mean? You fall into this this state of fallenness, if you will. Right? Again, talked about with Heidegger on the previous episode, bro. And uh, you know, again. As annoyed I, as annoyed as I am with myself for falling into it again, I'm just happy to recognize that shit. It's fucking gone now. Just one week. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and honestly, bro, honestly, philosophy in general has a lot to do with why I'm able to do so. Okay. And, uh, I know it sounds like it's not just a talking point, bro. I'm not trying to sell you shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, I genuinely believe this, yo. We're always told, for instance, that one of the reasons why we study philosophy is because it gives us knowledge of the values that are necessary to lead a good life, which is it's a great saying. It's fucking awesome. Okay. But unless we actually apply it, it's really not anything more than a fucking, it's a hollow platitude, you know, like, Oh, we said philosophy again, the fucking values necessary to live a good life. Like you gotta apply that shit, dog, or else it's just fucking empty platitudes, bro. And, uh, in order to do so, in order to actually apply that shit, we need to first sit back and reflect on what it is that's keeping us from living a good life in the first place, which again is itself a very daunting task in that, you know, it requires brutal honesty with ourselves that we perhaps really aren't comfortable with. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once we've done this, uh, philosophy, it impresses once we've, you know, sat with ourselves and actually like, yo, what the fuck's my problem, bro? Like, why do I keep getting in my way? And once we've done this and we've recognized some of the reasons why, you know, philosophy hurt, uh, serves rather to impress upon us the importance of changing these behavioral patterns for the, for the better. You change it for the better in hopes that doing so will yield a positive result in our life, which of course is done against the backdrop of nihilism. And, you know, this is where philosophy is in turn then tasked with providing us with answers as to whether or not doing so is even worth it, you know, because if the reductive Western world is correct, again, and the sun is going to explode and, you know, you'll be forgotten after you die, you'll never come back and all that kind of bullshit, then what's the point of even fucking bothering, right? Well, as I've already mentioned, <laughs> this isn't, for one, this isn't a problem in not what that, okay? But honestly, I don't even think it's a problem in the Western world either, okay? And the reason why is you can simply hunker down and say, fuck it. If this is the only shot in life that I get, and even if my actions don't echo into eternity, you know, or register on the cosmic scheme of shit, I want to make sure that I spend as much of my life as I can actually enjoying it, dog. Because all of that, all of this is entirely dependent on my own existence anyway. This whole idea of fucking meaninglessness and absurdity and nihilism, it only has any meaning because we exist in the first place. If you don't exist, none of that is a problem. And what the point is, is that we give those fucking ideas strength. We give them fucking power and control over our lives. And just as much, and just, and, uh, and because of that, we can just as easily take the power back from those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's kind of where this whole philosophy shit comes into the mix. Because again, if philosophy truly is the study of how we can live a good life, it would seem imperative then to utilize it in such a way that will help us exercise, like literally exercise us of these fucking demons, bro. The evils that plague our existence. And uh, doing so at best, you know, so that we can be able to continue our search for truth about existence and reality, you know, or, 
you know, at the very least, so that we can just simply enjoy the experience of life, guys. So we're not all fucking caught up in this anxious, depressive state, this fucking state of limbo. Too sad to live, too scared to die type shit. Like, nah, darling, live a little bit, homie. You know what I mean? You know, this philosophy comes along, at least I believe. And it tells us, it helps you understand that like, nah, homie, life, it's not life that sucks. It's our shitty programming that sucks, okay? And as unfortunate as it is that they caught us, they, the motherfuckers, they school, you know, as unfortunate as it is that they caught us with these fucking ideas at a young age, you know, when we we're mad impressionable, there's always time to undo it, homie, and return back to that youthful ball of joy that Nietzsche talks about in the three transformations of the spirit. You know what I mean? To reclaim this fucking youthful exuberance and fucking uh, towards life. And, you know, I know this can sound pompous and grandiose, especially to the most jaded of motherfuckers. Which, trust me, dog, I get it. You know, especially the jaded part, okay? But honestly, I honestly do think that deep down, it's something that mad people pine for, homie. Because despite all this bullshit that life throws at us, we're still here. Like, at the end of the day, we are still here. You have the choice at any moment, anybody does, to fucking yeet themselves out this motherfucker. But we don't. And if you ask me personally, you know what I mean? The reasons as to why people don't, they're going to they are gonna vary unquestionably between fucking individuals, okay? But for me personally, I'm convinced that one of the main reasons why people don't is because despite how fucking jaded a motherfucker is, despite how frustrated with life motherfuckers are, deep down, bro, deep down, most people, myself definitely, remain hopeful fucking optimists, eternal optimists, yo, right? Again, this is certainly, absolutely the case for me, though. And I know it sounds strange given, you know, how bitter and cynical I can appear to be. But honestly, dog, like honestly, most of that bitterness and cynicality, it's due to the fact that still to this day, after everything, bro, I remain a hopeful optimist that, you know, somehow, some way, things will get better. Even when we're fucking buried in the ashes of a fucking, you know... Even when we're buried in the fucking ashes of crushing losses, bro, like the, the hope remains that shit will get better. You know what I mean? And I know, I know for a fact, I am not alone in this, homie, which to me means that we have not only had the strength thus far to deal with all the bullshit in life, but that this strength is indicative of a far greater power within us, homie, that is just waiting to be harnessed and utilized for the greater good. Like, it can, a better world is possible, dog. It starts with you, it starts with me, it starts with all of us. You know what I mean? We have the power to make this shit happen. Okay? I think to myself that, like, if we're able to survive some of the most harrowing experience of life through sheer will alone, dog, sheer will, imagine what we'll be able to do if, you, if we direct that power towards something that we actually love and desire, you know what I mean? And that is, that is my explicitly stated point, homie. I'm trying, I'm trying to recover my existence and chart the path along the way in hopes that doing so can help others in a similar boat as, you know, me do the same, bro. The goal to, you know, help find a true self, assuming that such a shit even exists in the first place. And, you know, to help... Other motherfuckers like me realize that find what, find what it is, dog, that will make your life worth living, you know, or more importantly, worth suffering for. And all of this, I firmly believe, dog, can be accomplished with philosophy. I firmly believe that. Uh, I maintain that there are at least, at the very least, two main issues that keep us from doing this, dog. 
And uh, again, as I've already addressed them, but it, it, it bears to uh, repeat. And that is that the first is the necessity to recover our existence from the negative forces we've been socialized with, right? Again, it's not some conspiracy shit, dog. It's a conscientious acknowledgement that we've just not been properly equipped with the tools necessary to help us lead a life of true meaning, dog, okay? But that instead, we've been socialized with these ideas. We've been brainwashed by these ideas, beliefs, and thoughts that are necessary to perpetuate the system that is a direct benefit to only the people in power. Their shit's not helping us, bro. We need our own shit. It has us in mind. You know what I mean? They schools ain't teaching us what we need to know to survive, and they have no interest in ever doing so. Because, you know, to be blunt, dog, we are nothing more to them than cattle being raised for the slaughter. Prison, motherfucking planet, honey. Right? <laughs> the good news is, of course, that we can escape. I maintain firmly that we can escape. Change that motherfucker, dog. It just takes a concerted effort and will on our behalf to do so, which is why a central goal, if you will, in hood philosophy is to help us develop the emotional intelligence necessary to do so, yo. Uh, I say the emotional intelligence because, you know, often we're told that avoiding emotions or finding a creative outlet, quote unquote, for them is a good thing. Uh, you know, because these emotions like anger, for instance, we're told is inherently bad. But I, I don't agree anymore. You know what I mean? Maybe there was a time when I felt that way, but I don't agree anymore. I don't think that they are bad. Okay. This, in fact, I think that this idea is in itself nothing more than an, a vestige, if you will, of the emphasis of rationality in the Western world. Okay. That has led us to this suffocating existence where we feel as though we can't so much as relate to another person on a basic fucking human level because doing so is irrational or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I can't look at another fucking, I can't look at a homie and be like, yo, like, I'm fucking depressed right now. I'm happy right now. I'm fucking love right now. Like, because, you know, those emotions are considered irrational. The only thing that's rational is fucking continued survival in the capitalist world by way of the accumulation of resources of which, you know, concerning yourself with bitch shit like fucking emotions will never help in that process. That's fucking ridiculous thinking, dog. And it's only fucking, it, it, it's only harming us in, in, in the long run. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, again, these ideas, they're, they're not irrational, homie. And thus, that's what I mean when I say the goal is to develop the emotional intelligence necessary to utilize these feelings in such a way so as to elevate ourselves, dog, from our current position to one that is more beneficial to us living a happy and fulfilled life. Can't live a happy life if you don't know what a fucking happy life is. The only way to live a happy life is to learn what happiness is. And the only way to do so is to, you know, expand beyond these very basic and limited emotions that we fucking have allowed ourselves to as for, uh, for society to box us within, especially as men, dude, like. Uh, you know, society tells us that you got to be a man, suck it up, don't be a pussy. Any emotion that fucking is detrimental to that is fucking for women. Like, you got to remain in this box. And, you know, it's it's not true, dog. Like, there's no emotional intelligence in that box. And you need the emotional intelligence to let you know, like, you're suffering. And the suffering is a fucking sign to let you know that what you're doing is not correct. And you need to learn what is correct so that you can no longer be suffering. And this is only possible if you gain the emotional intelligence that will enable you to do so. And yeah, I'm at about the hour long mark. So 
let's fucking wrap this bitch up, homie. Let's bring this bitch home, okay? And I think the best way to wind this bitch down is simply by emphasizing that, you know, I'm not trying to make normative claims, homie. What I, and by a normative claim, I mean, like, I'm not saying that this is the only way to live life or that this is the way that you should be living your life, okay? Because I understand full well that there are people who will never be swayed from the idea that life is not intrinsically valuable, no matter what it is that is said and done, okay? And that's, it just, it is what it is, dog. I don't fucking care, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just sharing my thoughts on the matter. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and on top of that, the reason I don't care, just so we're fucking clear, it's not because I don't care about you, right? It's that I just don't think it's a good or a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. This whole good and bad thing is Christian shit. You know what I mean? I've said it before, very repeating every time. This, this distinction between good and bad is not for me. You know what I mean? There's Nawa understanding of like, oh, there's just two actions, dog. Like some people are going to feel this way about life. Other people aren't. Like it is what it is. Okay. That's the dynamic pair. So the problem, if anything, is that this dynamic pair is out of balance. And that, that's what I'm concerned with. You know what I mean? Because this imbalance is what's leading to the sickness, the sickness of the individual sickness of soul. You know what I mean? Uh, sickness of spirit rather. And the cultural sickness as well, dog. Like you see the signs of cultural decay because of the sickness. You know what I mean? So the goal then, if anything, is not to make a relative or a normative claim. It's to, to reach out to those who feel as though life is intrinsically valuable, but you know, they've been, you've been systematically beat down by this fucking diseased society that tells us otherwise. You know what I mean? To reach out to people who, despite all the bullshit of life, yo, we still maintain hope that it's most radical, you know, albeit jaded of ways, you know, that it's it, that it's still possible to fucking to, to make it better, dog. Okay, because we alone are the ones who can challenge our dynamic pairs. It's not going to be easy, but it is possible. Okay, it requires an inordinate amount of strength on our behalf, the likes of which they can only come from intense introspection, dog, or shadow work, if you will. Okay. Uh, from desocialization, from unlearning all this fucking negative programming we've been fucking brainwashed through, okay? This negative cultural programming that we've endured, okay? And learning instead for the first time our hearts and our faces, learning shit that's actually beneficial to us as people, okay? Or, simply put, to recover our existence. Hence the whole fucking recovery element of the philosophy, Right? This recovery shit, like I said, yeah, it's about addressing all the self-destructive patterns of behavior that we're developing to cope with trauma. But the goal, for me at least, is to do so so that we can become stronger members of a community that is not content with the status quo. One that wants to refashion the world into this fucking better place that we know, we know it can be, okay? Even though we know it won't be easy, we're fucking refuse to believe that it's impossible, Right? The only way that it will be happening, though, is to is to move. Now we got to move. We got to shake people out of their days, out of our days, right? And toward the recovery of existence, to fucking act in such a way where we inspire this movement among. We don't fucking tell motherfuckers like this is how you should live your life. That's a normative claim. You know what I mean? We fucking do so ourselves and be like, yo, like set the example type shit. You know what I mean? Let motherfuckers know, like, yeah, dog, it is possible to, you know. Move from the state of unreflective meandering to one of intentional, fucking reflective intentionality, dog. Okay? Uh, this intentional, fucking, uh, this reflective intentionality, yo, like, I find it to be perhaps the, one of the most important elements here because, you know, we're like always bitching and complaining. I know me personally, dog, still to this day, even though I'm aware of this, I still catch myself like, oh, dog, you're fucking bitching and complaining that life is fucked up, which, you know, which is great. 
But it's time to move beyond that now. Like you're, you're you got to move beyond that, dog. What, what? Yeah, life is fucked up. But what are you doing to change it, dog? Right? You got to recognize that <laughs> the reason it's fucked up is because of people like you and I. Like we're fucked up. You know what I mean? We're fucked up, and we are members of society. It's, you know, you say it's because of society, man. You say not bullshit. It's me. I am a member of society. You know what I mean? Which means if society's fucked up, that means I'm fucked up. Okay. And if I want shit to change, that means I personally have to change myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, the path to discovering, you know, path to discovering the meaning of life, all meaning of life, you know, I, I'm convinced it goes through this. You know what I mean? And of course, it's, I can't bear, I cannot say this enough, though. It's not going to be easy. You know what I mean? And I can't even, in good faith, I can't even say it'll be fruitful. Like, that'd be disingenuous of me, dog. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I feel as though it will, but who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? All I can say is that, at least for me personally, continuing to do so has been worth it. Like, it, it, my life has been a little bit happier since I started, you know, trying to escape the state of fallenness and living a more actively intentional life. You know what I mean? Which I personally feel is important because I don't give a fuck what anybody says, dog. I believe that we were not born to be fucking angry. We were not born to be sad and depressed, okay, and all around unsatisfied with life. We were born to be happy, bro. We were born to live and enjoy this fucking experience for the brief time that it lasts, okay? I don't give a fuck what anybody says, dog. This is not idealism. This is a fucking, this is just a simple fucking understanding that life can be dope if we just stop letting the evil motherfuckers run shit. You know what I mean? quote unquote evil because it's Christian moralizing type shit. There are dynamic pairs, dog. There are out of balance. We need to fucking balance that shit out and stop letting them fucking run shit. Okay. But this is never going to happen. We're never going to be happy until we are doing what it is that we were put here on this earth to do. And moreover, we're never going to find what it is that we need to do until we stop looking for the fucking answers on the outside and start looking where they've been the entire time instead, dog, right here, within us, right? Gotta fucking harness that inner God, if you will. Connect through the song and flower with the divinity that exists within us, right? For me personally, this meant reclaiming my ancestral legacy and becoming a fucking warrior scholar type shit, you know what I mean? For you, it could be anything else, dog. The point is not to figure it out now. It's to recognize that hope truly does spring eternal, yo. And that the person that we are today does not have to be the person we'll be for the rest of our life. You know what I mean? That if we're unhappy now, it doesn't mean that we have to or will be even for the rest of our lives. That we have the power to change it right here, right now, right through this fucking very episode, homie. All we need to do is affirm in ourselves this fucking desire to do so, right? And it starts, I'm telling you that I personally feel that it starts first by confronting the nothingness, okay? Because this is the source of all our disempowerment, all the seemingly meaninglessness of existence, bro. It's not going to be fucking easy. We will unquestionably be challenged, okay? But we're not unprepared to do so, dog. We still have this fucking philosophical weapons necessary to help us slay even the mightiest of dragons that are holding us down, bro, right? And it's in the fucking belly of this beast where the fucking greatest terror Yeah, like, it's terrifying, bro. In the belly of the beast, in the belly of this dragon, the pit of all this despair. 
but there's also potentially the great reward for those of us who are brave enough to seek it, homie. Yep. We've had a great time as any to wrap this bitch up. Hope you enjoyed it. And if not, I hope you find a podcast that you do. And yeah, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, morning, evening, whatever the fuck it is that you're listening to, motherfucker. And I'll see you next time. Peace.